Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. And I am Ambrosia. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Man, March is just absolutely flying by. Is it? I feel like it's just dragging on for some reason. (laughs) Well, I don't want April to get here, even though it is my birthday month, but I don't want April to get here because um, there's too much that is due in April that I'm not done (laughs) yet. (laughs) I need more time. I need more of March. Yeah. It truly is March madness right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, not only... (laughs) Is this is going to sound stupid, but is basketball going on right now? Yeah, that's March yeah. Madness. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I is it happening because be- of COVID? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of COVID, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sonia Sophia is on our Facebook Live. Sonia, I had a, a dream about you all night last night. Like you were in my whole dream and it was a long dream. I don't think maybe there is such a thing as like a long dream and a short dream. I feel like they're all kind of. They feel longer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, everybody's been having crazy dreams lately. Everybody I talk to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know. Why do you think that is? I think collectively the energy right now is um, really intense and people are processing different emotions and different things in their dream state. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Sonia's like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. It was, it was good. It was good stuff. We were like helping each other out with some stuff. Um, but anyway, um, so today, for those of you who are on Facebook, you've read the caption. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in, you've also read the title um, of this episode. And today we decided we wanted to do something a little woo-woo. And a little, little different. Yeah. We were like, who could we tap into right now? Who, who feels like they would be a good person to talk to in spirit? Uh, and Leonardo da Vinci came up. So... Um, so we are going to talk to Leonardo da Vinci today. And for those of you who are watching live, feel free to write in your questions. Leonardo da Vinci is, of course, the artist of the Mona Lisa, uh, also the artist behind, uh, what's it called? The Vitruvian Man, where it's like the man who has his arms stretched out, but then it's Mm -hmm. also like he's in like another position. And, um, the whole thing about Leonardo da Vinci was that he supposedly used sacred geometry in all of his art. He was like, very connected to sacred geometry, right? Mm-hmm. Very, connect- very connected to a lot of different things. And um, we'll, we'll see what he shares. Didn't he also do The Last Supper? He did The Last Supper, yes. 
Yeah, yes, so some did. just some of the fam- most famous paintings ever. No made. big deal. No big deal. It's fine. But it's also, fine. when we looked him up, apparently he's not referred to as an artist. He's referred to as a polymath, which means a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning. So I guess he was kind of mm-hmm. like a an entrepreneur. Well, because he was an inventor, too. He invented a lot of different um, war machines, and he invented a lot of different... Um, he invented like a gliding machine and things like that. So he invented a lot of stuff too. I didn't even know. Okay. Yeah. He was just, I believe he was a sculptor. Yeah. It seems like he was just a brilliant mind way ahead of his time. And he had some very, uh, powerful knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Forrest Keller on Facebook said, didn't he build stuff too? Yeah. So you guys are both onto that. We know a little bit about Leonardo da Vinci. No big deal. Thanks, movies. Good job, from you current guys. Times. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see if she'll come forward. And if I don't rip out my earphones, hold on. Jesus. Okay. So I do see him with his like very stereotypical um, facial hair. Kind of looks like how you how I envision God to look like, if that makes sense. Like long that's white what, beard. Long white beard. Like that's what it's fun. Um, uh, he's saying, "What is it that you want to know?" Um, oh. hear, like an accent. It's a good time, but he's not he's saying a- it in a rude way. He's saying it in like a. What is it that you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you rang. Um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so can we, let's go to first, people in the comments are asking a lot about the, the Mona Lisa, and we'll get to that, but I, I'm curious. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I'm curious, first of all, about sacred geometry. How did he know about that? What is his perspective of that? What is sacred geometry? Oh, he said sacred geometry is the connection of, of life and shapes. Can you, can you elaborate? That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, he's showing me a circle um, and then building like a human off of different circles and different shapes. Um, and then he's showing me that the center is the focus. That's how you create. That's how you create the art is the center is the focus. He's also saying that um, he saw things differently than the average person. Um it's almost like he just saw how things fit together. Mm-hmm. So how did he, how did he learn that though about sacred geometry? Was that something he just received intuitively, or he's saying it was just something that he knew? He knew. Did he have any extraterrestrial influence at all in his life? I don't believe so because he's laughing. Okay. <laughs> was he considered when he? Okay. So, so what he's saying is at the basis of everything is shapes. Yes. He's saying that, um, hold on. He's saying that, um, some people thought, um, that his work, he's not saying art, he's saying work, that his work was, um, foolish and, um, like lower class is what he's saying. Mm. Um, but it also feels like, He's saying that he had to create um, because that's how his he got things out of his mind in like in the physical. 
And he's also saying that he showed them, but he didn't say it that way. But like, that's the feeling I get, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what does he believe that the, what is the power of when you use sacred geometry? Like when you use sacred geometry in art, when you use sacred geometry in building things, how does, what is the benefit of that? It allows for things to be lined up correctly. It allows for information to come through clearly. And it allows um, for the information that you receive to be put out on paper or in the world, like put out. Um, He's also saying that the information just flows. And he's showing me like a tube. The information just flows. It's like an easier transmission Mm-hmm. Yeah. The information just flows from from God to you. That's the feeling I get. It's like easier received and transmitted and then received again mm-hmm. from everybody because it feels like what's right. It just feels He's saying right. it feels like connection. Mm-hmm. He's showing me a circle again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so a lot of people are asking about the Mona Lisa. So, Okay. First of all, who, 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 <laughs> well, for the first person asked, what are his feelings on the movie where the Mona Lisa is stolen? <laughs> Let's see. I think he's talking about the Da Vinci Code, which is. Yeah, I think he is. And um, it's kind of like he's saying like, like, like that. Um Wait, like what? I didn't see it. Like, uh, like. Like, uh, bah humbug rubbish. Bah humbug rubbish. Yeah. Um, but he's also saying, um, he's confirming that there are secret societies, which again, that's not shocking. Um, he's confirming that there are secret societies, but he's also saying that he wasn't a part of them, um, because he didn't want to be, he chose not to be. Hmm. Okay. So does the Mona Lisa have anything to do with those secret societies? He's being really coy about it. Um, I feel like he really enjoyed like tricking people. He really enjoyed like making people think and like almost like fooling them. Um, Because the reason I say this is because he showed me the Mona Lisa and he winked and smiled like, I don't know, does it? Um, I get the feeling no, but I get the feeling that he intentionally drew things in it or about it to make people think that. Mm, Yeah, like he's someone who likes to make you think. Right, yes. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, He's saying because if you keep, if you stay in your box, if you stay in where you're, you're, you know, born and the people that you're around all the time, you never get to see anything spectacular. So you have to think differently in order to see life in a different way, in order to get outside of this box that you've put yourself in. Mm, I like that. Why are his, are his paintings some of the most fam- famous paintings in the history of the world because of him or because of the sacred geometry, the way he made them, or why are they so like prolific? He's showing me money. Um, It feels, here's what it feels like is happening. He's, it feels like he's telling me that um, 
he's some of the most f- famous painters because the church decided that he would be one of the most famous painters. Mm. Interesting. Why? Money. To make money it benefit to Yeah, because it benefited them. Okay. Interesting. Um, what was the favorite thing that, what was his favorite thing that he created? It was an invention. It wasn't a painting. Um, it was powered by wind and it circled, um, by wind. I think it was like a, uh, a war machine. A war machine? Yeah. What's a war machine? Like something to be used in war. Oh, okay. Is he pro-war? I don't feel like he's the type that would be pro-war. He's saying, um, he's giving me the feeling that like you you have to defend yourself sometimes. So. Okay, yeah, right. I guess we can't understand because we weren't living in that time, really. Yeah. Fully. Um, Andrea Carolina says, what's something he sees that we as humans are missing today? Anything on creativity or artistic Ooh, that's a good question. I like yeah. that question. Okay. Um, mm, okay. So he told me a couple of things. First, he said um, the changing of the colors, meaning I feel like um, the destruction that we've done to the planet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then he's also saying it's not as easy um, as going from point A to point Z. You have to have all of the lines in between. All of the lines in between create the life that you live. Mm. I don't know if that's on topic, but that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it together in a couple ways. Is that, were those two statements connected? About the changing of the colors and all the points in between? Or are they separate? Um, He's saying they're separate. Okay. So on one hand, we need to pay attention to the colors of our world and how they're changing. Right. And on the other, yeah, how they're they're not as vivid, vibrant, vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, he's talking about appreciating the journey. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, Rachel Marie said, is he impressed by any creator in our lifetime? Should we trust Elon Musk? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, let's see. So what he's saying is you have to you have to look at the inventions, not the inventor. Okay. Okay. Um, And he's showing me the Apple Watch. He's showing me. like he's showing me the Apple logo. He's showing me, um, he is showing me Tesla. He's showing me, um, Facebook. He's showing me a lot of different things that are innovate innovations and innovators, but that doesn't um, necessarily mean that they're good or bad people. It's just appreciating the inventions and the mindset that's there. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. They're just like channels for the ideas to come through. He said anybody can have the ideas come through, but many people doubt themselves to allow the information to come through. 
So that actually takes me to another question someone asked. Uh, Alyssa said, I have all these artistic ideas, but I feel like there's a literal block stopping them. How did you get past that in your artwork? Um, he's saying you paint, you paint poorly to move past the block or you create poorly to move past the block and then you create well. And he's showing me like smearing paint all over and then throwing it away. That's that is the that is the illustration pun intended of the problem is is, is that nobody wants to create poorly. No one wants to make a bad TikTok. No one wants yeah. to do anything that's not viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yikes! But that is yeah, that is true. I actually recently I did an exercise in my uh, unicorn healing class where I did like art. And it was so bad. It's so bad. It's it's like literally the worst. I, I, I think I'm a pretty decent artist. It's the worst art I've ever created. And it's hanging on my wall right now. And I just looked over it and was like, yeah, that's part of me just like appreciating the energy with which it was created. Not necessarily. It literally looks like a two-year-old did it. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Oh, this is interesting. I feel like I know what this person's talking about. First of all, Alyssa was like, ah, yes, fucking love that. So true. Um, I feel like what I know what this person's talking about, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, does he know who created the staircase in the Loretto Chapel? I have I no like idea what that means. And okay. it's like a really crazy made staircase that like people can't figure out how it was made. It feels like a group of people, not just one person, which I mean, logically, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but he's showing me a person in charge of it that's in a hood. Um, he's letting me know um, that it was a man. It was someone famous. Um, he's also saying that they didn't want to be known for this. They didn't. It was a public. It was a statement. It was a political statement. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. Uh, and the person who asked is telling me that I am correct in what I think think that is about what I think the staircase is. Cool. Um, Martine asked, can he talk about his knowledge of precious colors on the ceiling of the chapel? Big work. Did he have something to do with the Sistine Chapel? I thought mm -hmm. that was... Um, he painted the Last Supper. Michelangelo. But the Sistine Chapel, like the... the right. The Last right. Supper is... No, I don't, I don't think that was... Um, no, I think he, ask, ask him. I think he did have something to do with the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> He's telling me he butted heads with somebody. Michelangelo? Well, this is so interesting. I'd like you to look this up. Okay. Um, He's telling me that he butted heads with somebody about the Sistine Chapel and how to create. It feels like what to put there, how to create it. Mm. Okay. Um. It says that he and Michelangelo were contemporaries because um, Michelangelo is the one who I thought did it, who did the Sistine Chapel. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's saying it took Michelangelo four years to complete the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Uh, where's Da Vinci come into this? But there's this whole article about – okay, I'll have to look this up later. Did they – did they, um I'm pretty sure that Michelangelo and um, Leonardo da Vinci did not get along. That's what I'm saying. Like, was it him who he was biking? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that he 
uh, passed on it and uh, Michelangelo took it. Oh, okay. So how does he feel about the Sistine Chapel? He didn't, he didn't like what was done. He's showing me a pig. A pig? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who was the woman in the Mona Lisa? Was she a real person? He's saying that she's the person that you see in your reflection. He's saying that she's the person we all see in our reflection. Um, she's a real person to me, but to no one else. So what is that that we see in our reflection? Just that kind of, it's, oh, that's the thing about him wanting to make you think. Is she smiling? Is she not smiling? Is she happy? Is she unhappy? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, perhaps she has a secret. He's saying, "Oh yeah, um, what do we keep? Mm-hmm. What do we keep um, held in?" Mm-hmm. And he's telling me that she was like the the woman that he thought was beautiful. If that makes sense, like her her image he he enjoyed. But I don't feel like this was a real person. Okay, it's someone he created. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, mm. Were, did, was he friends with any other famous painters? Clearly not Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are his opinions? Like, d- yeah, did he have any other friends that were famous painters? Let's see. When you have, he's saying that when you have um, many creative people together, it's very difficult to have the same vision. Creatively, everybody wants to know, um, have something else that they, that they want a piece of. Um, and as far as like really famous people, I do feel like he, he's showing me the letter P E. Um, so there is a name, God bless it. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's (laughs) someone that is, is pretty famous in that time that starts with the letter P Picasso. Oh, Picasso was. I think Picasso only was died. Was Picasso like, in that recently. time? Yeah, yeah, no, he's much older. Like... Or he must, he's much more recent. Okay. Okay. Um, any Two regrets? women on here that have no clue about history. Keep nope. going. What were you saying? Nope. I see if any regrets. He said, yes, of course. Uh, we all have regrets. Um, he's showing me the Mona Lisa again. Why do you have regrets about that? He's saying that he would have been more um, straightforward with the painting. How is that not straightforward? Like he would have taken a better, more position on is this person like happy? Right, or? like give him more information about this person. Oh, okay. He said he's very proud of it, but it. Um, he's saying that he would have taken a straightforward. He was going like this, like a straightforward approach. Gotcha. This just popped in my head. Is the Mona Lisa that's in the Louvre, is that the real Mona Lisa? He's telling me no. I knew it. <laughs> Where's He's the telling ra- me the real one burnt. Burnt? Yes. Burnt. Was it ever in a fire? I don't know, man. Um, we got to look that up after. Yeah. Um... Also, has he ever questioned his gender identity, someone wants to know, because of the comment he made about Mona Lisa being all of us? He's saying he's satisfied. He was satisfied. Um, 
but he is showing me a mirror and himself as Mona Lisa. Mm. But um, he was he was satisfied with his gender. Okay. Also, someone said, "Who made the second one? If it's a fake, he's showing me like printing. It's been printed, like like it's a print printing. Yeah, <sighs> that's what he's showing me. That's crazy. I don't know what made me ask that question, but something is like that's not the real one. Um, well, yeah, we'll have to look that up." Or maybe that's known. I, I don't know. That can't be known. That can't be known. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Any other questions? Yeah, just two more. Okay. One is, has he reincarnated since? He's saying um, one time, then he passed again, and he's not reincarnated since then. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And then the um, the last question is, does he have any advice for me and you? He's pushing us forward um, in front of people. He's saying, go, go, go. And he's pushing us forward in front of people. Are we not already? Yeah, how do you, how, how would you like us to go? <laughs> what what saying, is his advice? He <laughs> keeps saying, create, create, create. I am. God, God dad. Um. Okay, well, if he wants to drop some ideas into our heads, we're open to receive, so just saying. Okay, I just want to say the Mona Lisa was sent to the former um, something Abbey of Lock something. It had burnt down in 1409 during the Hundred Years' War and when it was rebuilt in 1470. So the Mona Lisa was in a building that burnt down. That's all I'm saying. That's crazy. So was is it known that that's a rep- replica? Well, I didn't get that far. Okay. Well, we'll look it up after, but that's crazy. Um, That's crazy that you picked up on the burning or that he told you that. That's well. Um, Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Leonardo da Vinci. So weird to say Um, (laughs) for being here. What? Ambie's mouth just dropped open. Um, They did discover. Hold on. They discovered in, let me see if I can get a date. They discovered very recently that the Mona Lisa that is in the Louvre is actually a replica. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe that's how I knew to ask. I don't know. That's crazy. All of it's crazy. But it's a wonderful copy and it's very vivid, they said on this It's website. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this isn't the real Mona Lisa that you're coming, you're paying all this money to see, but you know what? We think it's wonderful. Like, what else are they going to say about it? <laughs> As if it's any less. I've seen it, by the way. I was underwhelmed. It's like, it's like a half-assed painting yeah. of, of the real Mona Lisa. But come see yeah. anyway. It's wonderful. Um, I wasn't underwhelmed at you, Leonardo da Vinci, just saying. I was. There's a lot of hype around this painting. And then you go see it and it's like this big. It's not this big, but it's, it's very small in comparison to what you think it's going to be. It's not really big. I thought it would be like... Like very large. No, nope. it's not that big. It's like he's telling me it's like a regular size. Yeah, it's like you know the size of the thing in my uh, my guest room, the Stargate thing. Yeah, yeah. It's much smaller. Oh, really? Than, it's smaller than that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a portrait size smaller than that. It's like anyway, anyway. Um, Interesting. 
It was an honor to talk to you, Leonardo da Vinci. Thank you so much for being here. This was really uh, enlightening. I appreciate it. He said thank you, and he, like, bowed. I've never Uh seen that before. (laughs) He was great. So great. Um, Cool. Well, that was really fun. Thank you guys all for your questions. I wasn't sure how many questions we'd have for him, but, like, that was a great conversation, really. I really enjoyed it. And I was, we were, we learned some history today. Yeah. You know, I feel like today was all around a pretty good day. It's a well-rounded experience for sure. Um, (laughs) Google this information, guys. You'll find that the Mona Lisa is in fact a fake. Yeah. Yeah. Double check this. Um, And let us know if you, if you guys pick up anything else that he was talking about that we missed because that happens, I feel like. Um, how dare you? Let, no, I'm, no, I'm just I'm saying just like joking. you roll over things sometimes. Um, let's do announcements because I feel like we have some. Um, one is I want to announce that I have started, I have put more options for tapping sessions with me on my website. You can now do 60-minute tapping sessions and 30-minute tapping sessions uh, as opposed to just 90-minute tapping sessions because I wanted to offer more like entry points for people because sometimes people don't need a full 90 minutes and they just want to do like a quick 30-minute or a 60-minute. So if you go on my website, alexasoothes.com, and you click on tapping, you'll be able to book uh, different like sessions now. So that's a personal announcement. Do you have any personal announcements, Andy? Andy, I'm so sorry. Okay. We don't know who I am. It's fine. <laughs> I'm anybody. I literally every time feel like I'm calling you an ex-girlfriend's name or something like that. Every time, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's not. That Andy big was deal. my old, my former business partner, still very close friend of mine. So sometimes I'll call Andy, Andy, and I get him. It's very home. close. I mean, it's yeah. a close name, so it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Anyway, no, I don't have any personal announcements. Okay, cool. Then let's go to our uh, joint announcement, which is we are. Basically halfway sold out of our experience boxes, which roll out next month. So excited about it. We only have 50 of these. So once they're gone, they're gone. So you're going to want ever forever. And, um, and yeah, these are these boxes again, just to remind you, if you haven't heard of them before, you need a reminder. Uh, Ambie has been calling them like a retreat in a box. We've basically um, curated, all of these amazing physical items that you get to have and keep and hold and use to have a experience of some sort, whether it's uh, with yourself to expand your personal um, spiritual practice or a big part of this is you're going to get to be matched up with someone else in this community who's also a part of the experience box and you'll, you guys will be given an experience to have together via Zoom. Um, and you'll get to know somebody else and, and, and yeah, have, have kind of like a bonding experience, which is really nice right now while we can't be together in person for a full-on retreat. So mm-hmm. um, if you guys want to get in on the boxes, you can click on our, you can go to our website or click the link in any of our social profiles. It should be like at the top of the page. Yeah. Anything else? Um, stay tuned for, um, bonus episodes and things like that from our new, um, podcast network. We will be launching several podcasts this month. And so stay up to date on all of that fun information that we have for you. Yeah. Make sure you, um, check out our first podcast, Pretty Intuitive with Nike and Amanda, if you haven't already. 
And uh, should we read a review? We should read a review. Or you should. Either way. Okay. So here's one from Barbie Doll 794 five stars. Thank you for being yourselves unabashedly. Uh, she says, I don't remember how I stumbled upon this podcast, but I'm so happy I have. After listening to a few episodes, I decided to start from the beginning and oh my God, I love these girls. I love how real they are. And I think it's wonderful how they share their journey with us. I've come across so many different resources through this podcast that I'm so thankful for. I absolutely love it when Alexa starts channeling, starts clearly channeling information and puts everything together so eloquently and I can't get enough of Ambrosia's psychic connections. I'm so glad these two found each other and have come together to raise the vibration for the benefit of us all. Mm, thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. What a good review. Epic review, Barbie doll 794. Thank you. And for those of you if whether you have left a review before or you haven't left a review before, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, it would help us so much. It's like the greatest gift that you can give us. It, it really bumps us up in the charts and helps other people discover this podcast. Uh, so, and all, and all you have to do is go to your phone where you listen to it on iTunes and just go down the bottom and you can leave a review in like a minute. It take it's so easy. Super easy. Mm -hmm. yep. So thank you. And we love you. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.